0: Chapter two of The Alhambra, a series of tales and sketches of the Moors and Spaniards by Washington Irving. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter two Government of the Alhambra to the traveller imbued with a feeling for the historical and poetical, the Alhambra of Granada is as much an object of veneration as is the Kaaba, or sacred house of Mecca, to all true Moslem pilgrims. How many legends and traditions, true and fabulous, how many songs and romances, Spanish and Arabian, of love and war and chivalry, are associated with this romantic pile. The reader may judge, therefore, of our delight, when shortly after our arrival in Granada, the governor of Alhambra, gave us permission to occupy his vacant apartments in the Moorish palace. My companion was soon summoned away by the duties of his station, but I remained for several months spellbound in the old enchanted pile. The following papers are the result of my reveries and researches during that delicious thraldom. If they have the power of imparting any of the witching charms of the place to the imagination of the reader, he will not repine at lingering with me for a season in the legendary halls of the Alhambra. The Alhambra is an ancient fortress or castellated palace of the Moorish kings of Granada, where they held dominion over this their boasted terrestrial paradise and made their last stand for empire in Spain. The palace occupies but a portion of the fortress, the walls of which, studded with towers, stretch irregularly round the whole crest of a lofty hill that overlooks the city and forms a spire of the Sierra Nevada or Snowy Mountain. In the time of the Moors, the fortress was capable of containing an army of 40,000 men within its precincts, and served occasionally as a stronghold of the sovereigns against their rebellious subjects. After the kingdom had passed into the hands of the Christians, the Alhambra continued a royal domain, and was occasionally inhabited by the Castilian monarchs. The Emperor Charles V began a sumptuous palace within its walls but was deterred from completing it by repeated shocks of earthquakes the last royal residents were philip v and his beautiful queen elizabetta of parma early in the eighteenth century great preparations were made for their reception the palace and gardens were placed in a state of repair and a new suite of apartments erected and decorated by artists brought from italy the sojourn of the sovereigns was transient and after their departure the palace once more became desolate still the place was maintained with some military state the governor held it immediately from the crown its jurisdiction extended down into the suburbs of the city and was independent of the captain-general of Granada. A considerable garrison was kept up. The governor had his apartments in the old Moorish palace, and never descended into Granada without some military parade. The fortress, in fact, was a little town of itself, having several streets of houses within its walls, together with a Franciscan convent and a parochial church the desertion of the court however was a fatal blow to the alhambra its beautiful walls became desolate and some of them fell to ruin the gardens were destroyed and the fountains ceased to play by degrees the dwellings became filled up with a loose and lawless population contrabandistas who availed themselves of its independent jurisdiction to carry on a wide and daring course of smuggling and thieves and rogues of all sorts who made this their place of refuge from whence they might depredate upon granada and its vicinity the strong arm of government at length interposed the whole community was thoroughly sifted none were suffered to remain but such as were of honest character and had legitimate right to a residence. The greater part of the houses were demolished, and a mere hamlet left, with the parochial church and the Franciscan convent. During the recent troubles in Spain, when Granada was in the hands of the French, the Alhambra was garrisoned by their troops, and the palace was occasionally inhabited by the French commander. With that enlightened taste which has ever distinguished the French nation in their conquests, this monument of Moorish elegance and grandeur was rescued from the absolute ruin and desolation that were overwhelming it. The roofs were repaired, the saloons and galleries protected from the weather, the gardens cultivated, the watercourses restored, the fountains once more made to throw up their sparkling showers and spain may thank her invaders for having preserved to her the most beautiful and interesting of her historical monuments on the departure of the french they blew up several towers of the outer wall and left the fortifications scarcely tenable since that time the military importance of the post is at an end the garrison is a handful of invalid soldiers whose principal duty is to guard some of the outer towers, which serve occasionally as a prison of state, and the governor, abandoning the lofty hill of the Alhambra, resides in the center of Granada, for the more convenient dispatch of his official duties. I cannot conclude this brief notice of the state of the fortress without bearing testimony to the honorable exertions of its present commander Don Francisco de Salicerna, who is tasking all the limited resources at his command to put the palace in a state of repair, and by his judicious precautions has for some time arrested its too certain decay. Had his predecessors discharged the duties of their station with equal fidelity, the Alhambra might yet have remained in almost its pristine beauty. Were government to second him with means equal to his zeal, this edifice might still be preserved to adorn the land and to attract the curious and enlightened of every clime for many generations. End of chapter 2